Adam Crowley Show. Maybe I decide those teats don't need milking. Oh, it's close. That was close. Maybe I decide those teats don't need milking. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. The others don't need a squeezing. Yesterday was the greatest day in Mount Lebanon history. Troy Apke, pick six. Ian Happ, solo shot as the Cubs beat the Buccos 1-0. And, to top it all off, Matt Williamson and me. I Host of the Steelers Radio Network postgame show. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Check him out on Twitter.com at FBomber73. Shirtless Tom behind the glass. Check him out at ButtonPusher970. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. Man, that introduction gets longer every day. I'm just... Ooh, I'm winded already. I'm tired. It was a late night last night, but you don't care. All I did was talk in the radio. No sympathy from you. I didn't even get to have my bedtime beverage. Just went home, fell asleep. You should have sympathy. I'll try to bring the energy in today's show. I'll try to bring energy like Juju Smith-Schuster did yesterday. Because he's lit. All y'all want to rain on Juju's parade, and what's he do... One catch, touchdown. One catch in the last game, touchdown. All this M. Effort does is catch the ball for a score. All he did last year was rack up 917 yards, and still y'all want to be critical of this dude. Mark Madden wants to be critical of him. Tim Benz has been fairly critical of him, and I understand where you're coming from to a point. You don't want him to be a diva. He should be more accountable with the media. I get all that. That's fine. But if you're a Steelers fan, do you care at all as long as he catches the ball in the end zone? Hell no! This take will continue to repeat itself for as long as Juju Smith-Schuster continues to tell his haters to shove it up their bums. And that's what he continues to do. Catches touchdowns. Yeah, he's a social media presence, an annoying one. Yeah, he doesn't want to talk to the media, but he's putting up numbers. And every time he's been on the National Football League field, he has performed. What else do you want the guy to do? Perform and hand the football to the referee? Where's the fun in that? I don't care. I don't care about any of it. Just go out and perform. That's all he's done. It's full outrage. It's fake. It's just to get people to call in. It's just to get column inches slapped down on a piece of paper. I can't be mad. Not until it costs them a game, and when it does, oh yeah, then I'll be mad. Why should I feel good about the Steelers' defense? Man, I've been so right about them for so long. I wrote the column for the Pittsburgh City Paper saying, it's a show-me defense. I've said it for the last month on the show. It's a show-me defense. And even as you get reports at a training camp, where people are saying that they've got a lot of talent on the back end and guys like Terrell Edmonds are flashing and Artie Burns is playing really well and, oh, yeah, they've got Joe Hayden. Even though all that's coming out, 
I've still been saying I need to see it in the regular season. And my God, do I. Here's the problem. I don't think I'm going to see it in the regular season. The Steelers have many problems, and they are great. The inside linebacker position is a disaster right now. A calamity, I say. John Bostick, while he looked good at times in camp, hasn't played well in either of the games. Tyler Matikiewicz, while he looks good on special teams and in the hearts of many on the coaching staff, hasn't played well in either of the games. Vince Williams, while he gets pressure on the quarterback and does some things that you don't typically see from an inside linebacker, has not done what you need to see from him in either of the games. Navarro Bowman, line one, anybody, anybody, Kevin Colbert, pick up the damn phone. If the Steelers are going to be married to traditional style defenses where they're going to have two linebackers in there a large portion of the time, they've got to have two linebackers better than the starters that they've got right now. Bostick's not a bad player. Not sure he's a good one either. And I've gone back and forth on that. You watch him in camp, he looks athletic. He looks like he can cover. You watch him in the game, I don't see that. First game, not as bad maybe as I'm making it out to be. He missed a tackle on the J.H.I. run, but then I thought he did a good job in a couple of his run fits, filling the gap. But he's going to get burned in coverage. Matikiewicz is going to get burned in coverage. Vince Williams is going to get burned in coverage. I'm scared. And then what do you do with the free safety position? It's supposed to be Sean Davis and Morgan Burnett. Well, Davis was out. Burnett plays. Eh, Good on special teams, forces a fumble, recovers the fumble. Hell yeah, good for you, young buck. But in the defense itself, he got burned for two touchdowns. And that's not a good look. Morgan Burnett, he's supposed to be a short tackler and a good communicator. A couple of times he came up and made plays on a running quarterback. I like to see that. But he took a terrible angle on one of the slant routes, and it turned what would have been a pretty big gain to a huge gain. He's supposed to be better than that. Who's your free safety? Do you trust Sean Davis? No, I don't. They've got problems. They've got talent back there, but they've got problems. And I keep saying, show me, show me, show me. I has not been shown yet, bro. I'm still waiting to be showed. I ain't been showed yet. And when the regular season rolls around, why am I expecting things to change? Okay, I guess here's one reason. Here's one thing I can say. No Hayward, no Watt, no Hayden, no Davis, no Hilton. That does make a difference. No question about it. But when all those guys play, are Bostick and Vince Williams still going to play? Yeah. I'm not going to be naive and say it doesn't matter what the rest of the guys do as long as you have those two not great players in the middle of the defense, but those two are going to be targeted every time the opposing team's going to throw the football. Jacksonville will pack it and they'll run the ball straight at them. That's what they do. Everyone else is going to find a way to take advantage of them. Last year, the Steelers got Joe Hayden. Last year, the Steelers got Vance McDonald. Go get Navarro Bowman. Or somebody. Anybody! Because if those two play, they're not a 13-3 and football team. 
if the offense looks the way we think it can, maybe you're ten and six. But the last time I saw the defense in a game that mattered, they got slaughtered by Jacksonville. In the bits and pieces that I've seen in football games since then, it's been just as bad. They gave up 51 last night. Wasn't all the defense. Thank you, Mason Rudolph. Thank you, Josh Dobbs. I laughed twice last night very hard. And when Mason Rudolph let go of his first pass, the fluttering football to the sideline, and Darius Hayward Bay's eyes got all big, I just started chortling with laughter. The second the ball left his hand, uh-oh. And then Josh Dobbs comes in and makes an even worse showing of it. You could see the laces on the football as Dobbs let it go. The closer it gets to Damone Patterson, you can just see the rotation. You could have counted. It was like five rotations. One, two, three, four. Interception. We'll get to the quarterbacks at 440. Preseason sucks. Oh, my God. Preseason sucks. Was last night's game entertaining for anybody? I mean, it was a blowout, but should that matter? There were good plays. James Washington. Oh, Daddy. We'll talk about him. That was entertaining. Aaron Rodgers always entertaining. Jimmy Graham always entertaining. You do want to see your young quarterbacks play. That can be entertaining, but anybody who would have paid for that football game, I feel sorry for you. It took forever. So many missed tackles. The referees don't know what the hell they're doing, which we'll also get to later. It was just a disaster. It's not entertainment. The Pirates played a baseball game in half the time of the football game. That's not a good sign at all. I think it's not right for the National Football League to charge face value for those tickets. I don't think it's right for the National Football League to utilize referees and make those referees be in kind of a trial period during the preseason games. It's just not interesting. There are zero stakes, too, which always sucks. Now, you can argue, well, those guys are fighting for a roster spot. Is that fun to watch? Is it? Well, can this player run down the field and put the punt returner on his ass better than that guy can run down the field and put the punt returner on his ass? I don't know. Usually when they're punting, I'm peeing. Usually when they're punting, I'm getting a beer. Now, the Packers didn't punt very much in yesterday's game, but you get the picture. James Conner played well. Five carries, 57 yards. He had 58 yards on one drive, so lost a yard somewhere along the way. He looks good when he's running the football. He looked good in camp when he was catching the football. He's looking better in pass protection, but I still don't trust him in that capacity. Game number one, Landry gets walloped because James Conner's late in pass protection. Now, he got there, but he was late, and he got run over. That's not good enough. I hate when people say pass protection is incredibly important. Le'Veon Bell's a great pass protector. But James Conner can be a feature back. Well, if you think that you need those things to be a feature back, then you have to acknowledge for James Conner, if he can't do it, then that's a negative for him to become a feature back. He's also frail, fragile. Frail's probably not the right word as he's running through arm tackles 26 yards to the end zone, but he's always injured, always hurt. 
And even before this game, he got ice on his groin. I have my doubts. And I know that a lot of you saw yesterday's game, and you think, why get Le'Veon? Trade him for someone. Trade him. Get rid of him. Use James Conner as a feature back. I don't care who the backup is, but use James Conner as a feature back and trade him to get Khalil Mack. Someone tweeted that. No. We had a couple calls on the postgame show. Yeah, we don't need Le'Veon. Yeah, you do. Le'Veon played 90% of the flipping snaps last year. James Conner playing 90% of the snaps? No. Do you trust a combination of James Conner and Steven Ridley to be good enough? No. Do you want your quarterback to be healthy? Yeah. Well, you better have someone back there who can also block in addition to some of the other things, and I don't think James Conner's there yet. This doesn't mean he can't be part of a running back by committee next year. It doesn't mean that he can't be good enough to be a pseudo-replacement for Le'Veon Bell next year. But he's not there now. So tap the flipping brakes. Not to mention, it doesn't make any sense to rescind the franchise tag. doesn't make any sense to get rid of Le'Veon Bell because what are you going to spend that cap space on? Yeah, you can go out and get Navarro Bowman, but you can probably go do that anyhow. If you were going to get rid of Le'Veon, it would have made... Not sense to me, but more sense to have done it prior to free agency when you actually could have brought in a legitimate inside linebacker. So I'm not going to entertain any of those stupid-ass calls today. None! You won't call anyway. Will you? You won't. Will you? 412-922-2874. Tim Benz will join us at 520 so we can bitch and moan about the lowering of the head rules. Oh my god, just terrible... Only one called yesterday, but if they call that in the regular season and it decides a game, they're going to burn stadiums to the ground. Coming up next, Dale Lolly talks about what he saw in yesterday's preseason game number two. He didn't have to pay to go, so I'm sure he enjoyed his time at Lambeau. Anybody else who went, though, and if it wasn't your first time, the hell'd you go? Why'd you do it? Why'd you do that to yourself, masochists? Lolly next, Crowley Show. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Steelers give up 51 in a preseason game. Not all on the defense. The quarterbacks helped. Not a good performance overall. I don't care about the win. I don't care about the loss. None of that matters in the preseason. A couple of good things to take away from last night's game, but plenty of negatives as well. Dale Lolly from DKPittsburghSports.com and the Steelers Radio Network joins us now on the show to discuss. Dale, you enjoy yourself at Lambeau Field. Yeah, I always do, Adam. How are you? I'm good, buddy. That's one of the things that makes preseason watchable, I think. I said in the first segment, I don't like preseason. Halfway through, I get bored. I'm tired. I'm getting old. But if you got a chance to go to Lambeau, I can understand why it might be exciting. Yeah, it's a good spot. And I uh, always enjoy going here. Uh, I'm, I'm actually still in Green Bay, so, you know, waiting to, waiting to get out. <laughs> you sound as energetic as I do. Dale Lolly joined <laughs> us today on the show after a late night. Uh, to be sure, uh, Dale, the defense did not have Hayward or Watt or Hayden or Davis or Hilton 
But the guys that were in there didn't impress. What concerns you the most, and what gives you the most hope if you're a Steelers fan? I'm really not concerned at all about the defense, to be honest with you. I thought they stopped the run very well. Um, you know, they give up some passing yards. Uh, but, again, there's no, there's no game planning there. There's no scheming. It's just lining up and playing um, against the guy in front of you. So I, I don't get overly concerned about the, uh, the preseason in terms of that. And as you just mentioned, I think of those five guys you mentioned, I think we can agree that that's probably three of the top four defensive guys. Yes. Maybe, you know, maybe more. Uh, so I, I'm not overly concerned about the defense. And they, they really got no help from the offense whatsoever in the first half of that game. No, um, they didn't. You know, the, the, a punt, you know, they give up the, the early touchdown on the, on the interception. Uh, then they come out and, and a, the punt gives the ball to Aaron Rodgers at the 40. What do you think is going to happen there? Uh, that, that's just not a good recipe for success. Um, they, they could have held up a little bit more. There were a couple of penalties there that were, uh, it helps some things along, including that one to Sensabaugh, which if they're going to start calling that, that play that way, uh, it's going to be a long, long season in the NFL. Um, but, uh, again, I, I don't get overly concerned with, with that kind of stuff. It, it, to me, it was you know, a step backwards for Mason Rudolph. I didn't think he played very well. Um, I liked the way they ran the ball. Uh, I, thought, I thought James Conner ran the ball well. I thought Fitzgerald Toussaint ran the ball well. Uh, and, and even you know some of the other backs that were in there. So there's some positives you can take out of this game. James Washington, those kind of things. But I don't get overly concerned with, with what happens in a preseason game. I still worry about the inside linebacker position, though, Dale. Well, that, that's one area that I'm looking at. It. Uh, Tyler Matakiewicz, he can't play in today's NFL. No. Much as I like the guy, and he, he is a good guy, um, he's 20 years too late. He, you know, 20 years ago, he would have a 10-year career in the NFL, much like his position coach, Jerry Olsaski, great above the neck, uh, you know, will we'll hustle his butt off and, and do all those things. Uh, and I understand he's, a, he's an excellent special teams player, but, you know, that's just not enough. That's not enough to win a spot in this roster if, 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 if I'm looking at things the way that they need to be looked at and they need to do something there, uh, whether that be uh, use more. Of the, we haven't seen any of the, the six or seven DB packages no. yet. It's all been it's all been nickel in this preseason, and I think they're doing that because they want to see those inside linebackers cover. And I think we're seeing that they can't really cover all that well. Yeah, I hope they're seeing it too. I'm sure they are. Dale Lolly joining us here in the Crowley Show. Terrell Edmonds got beat for two touchdowns, but when the ball was being thrown out the back of the end zone, we saw his athleticism as he went up and got it. He also forced a fumble on the kickoff return and recovered the fumble. What did you see from him yesterday and what have your overall opinion what has your overall opinion been of him at camp? I think he's gonna be pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think you see the athleticism. You see the uh, he's good above the neck in terms of he, he's he's able to comprehend things pretty quickly. In terms of uh you know getting quote unquote beaten for touchdowns, uh, you know, if you're playing safety in this league it's not often that you're going to be asked to line up on, you know, receivers or tight. Again, no game planning went into that game yesterday. So, you know, he's not studying film of the Packers. Like, here's what they like to run in this situation, or here's, here's some things they like to do in this situation. So basically you're just lining up against the guy and, and going after him. And, uh, and, you know, and maybe beat, that guy's Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you get beaten by a t- for a touchdown by Jimmy Graham, well, guess what? That's why he's still in the league, you know, after 10 years. Because that's what he does. He's going to catch 
I bet Jimmy Graham may catch it, you know, 12 to 15 touchdown passes this year. Terrell Edmonds won't be the only safety that he beats for a score this year. That's just the way, I mean, that's what that guy does. I thought it was kind of a mixed bag for Morgan Burnett. A couple of times he came up and stifled the quarterback uh, as the quarterback was trying to escape the pocket in after 12 hours, I have not gone back and watched the game, so I don't remember which quarterback was running around, but he, he did snuff him out. And, and he also took a bad angle on, on one of the bigger plays for Green Bay. What have you seen from him? And do you even take anything away from him in the preseason, given what he's already put on tape in his career and given what you've already seen in camp? Yeah, not not so much. I mean, again, I, I, if... If, they, if these are problems, like for this game next week, they're going to they'll probably game plan a little bit for Tennessee. They've got a couple of extra days in there. Uh, so this is the one that really matters to me because this is the one that the starters are going to play the most, and you're probably going to see them scheme it up a little bit and, and, and maybe you know look at some things that Tennessee does to get a good test run for the for the uh, regular season. So you know if they have these kind of issues next week, then I'll then I'll you know I'll, I'll be concerned, and I'm sure they will as well. Uh, not that they probably aren't already with some of the things. They, they don't have the depth um, at some positions that you would like to have, uh, but I do think they have decent, you know, really good depth in the secondary. It might be the deepest part point of the team. Uh, I think Morgan Burnett's going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, he, yeah, he took a bad false step on that catch by Devontae Adams, but you know, that's Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to Devontae Adams. Those two are pretty good. Um, I, I expect Morgan Burnett will be okay once the regular season starts. Dale Lolly joining us here on the Crowley Show. You mentioned a couple of the good things from this game. James Washington, I mean, he's just doing what he keeps on doing in camp. He's just doing what he kept on doing from minicamp and OTAs. It's good to see. It gives the Steelers that added dimension to the offense that I had been worried about a little bit just by looking at his body. But, I mean, there's no reason to be worried now. I'd like to see him keep getting some reps with the ones because uh, this guy looks like he could be very good. Yeah, I mean, when the ball's in the air, uh, he goes after it. And <laughs> if he gets his hands on it, it's going to be caught. Uh, he, he is a, a pretty special player in that regard. And, uh, you know, he's he's only 5'11", uh, but he's 213 pounds, so he's put together pretty well. And, you know, we saw him last week at practice go up and take a ball away from Brian Allen, saw him take one away from Joe Hayden, and then we see him again last night uh, taking the ball away from the defensive back, just going up over top of him and uh, – you know that's my that's my ball. Uh, just he's a um, he's a very strong player at the point of attack, and and uh, he said he enjoys those kind of jump ball one on one situations. He's going to win those. Uh, he's got a little bit of AB in him in that respect. Rudolph's throw to Juju Smith Schuster was a good one. Uh, he rebounded from the interception. I thought Dobbs rebounded fairly well from the interception too. Mike Tomlin said that. Both of them had the demeanor that you would want. What did you see out of those guys? You know, I thought Rudolph um, looked a little tentative out there. Um, you know, he, I think he's still in the situation. He played the Big 12, Adam. Whoa. And you know the Big 12 very well. Um, there's a lot of receivers running wide open in, in the Big 12. That's just, the, that's just the way that conference plays. So, you know, when you're watching, or, you know, if you're Mason Rudolph, um, you still have to adjust to being able to to say, okay, that guy's open, or I'll get to throw the ball even if he's just a little bit open. Uh, so I thought he was tentative, especially going down the field. I thought he, he backed off some throws that he probably could have attempted uh, to take some dump-offs to the backs and those kind of things. He's going to learn. You know, I, I think he's farther along than Dobbs was 
last year at this time. If you remember back to last year's preseason, Dobbs didn't look very good. Uh, he looks like a different guy this year. And I, I asked him after the game, we've seen him, you know, do some uh, run pass option stuff where he, you know, tucks the ball away and, and takes off with it. Um, some of that is designed, and some of that is just Dobbs making a play with, with uh, you know, what with the, the experience that he's gained. He told me last night that, um, you know, look, I, I have the, the ability, if I see, you know, that there's a spot in the, on the zone that, that, uh, in the coverage that is open, I'm going to take off and run with it because I can get the first down and keep the chains moving. I thought he played pretty well after that first interception. And I'll say this as well. I like Damone Patterson. Um, I think he's a, an intriguing prospect. But if you watch the replay of that interception. Couldn't agree more. He made a- absolutely no effort to go get the football. He could have. He could have at least broken that up, or, or you know, take a pass interference penalty in that situation. But you can't allow, allow the uh, interception to happen, and then watch as the uh, DB runs down the sideline. No, you can't. And I thought that that was the problem last week too. It was yeah, a throw that hung up there. But yeah, yeah. It, it 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 can't continue to happen. And I mean, that's going to kill you if you're a guy like Damone Patterson. Yeah, and that's one reason why you know I, I just put put together a 53 man roster, and I didn't have him on it because I think he needs some more season. Um, I think there's some potential there, but plays like that will make the quarterback not want to go back to you. Uh, ben Roethlisberger standing on the sidelines watching this this kind of stuff happen. He's going, okay, I don't trust that guy to throw him the ball in those kind of situations. Dale, any surprises on your 53, man? Yeah, I would say, uh, do you expect Tyler Matakevich to be on the 53-man roster? Oh, you cut his ass! I cut him. Whoa! Cut him and, and maybe that doesn't happen because he is a core special teams guy. Um, but... I couldn't find room for him on there. I didn't have Nat Burhey on, on my 53-man roster. Boy, did um, he not look good on that long touchdown yesterday. That was yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean, there's some veterans here that, are, you know, you start looking at things and going, eh, you know, I don't know. I don't know where's a, where there's a spot for these guys. And I like both of those guys. They're both good guys. But, when it, you know, this is a cold business, Adam. I like you. I'd cut you in a heartbeat. You would. I mean, that's just that's the business, man. That's, that's the way it goes. Mike Tomlin says, uh, such is life in the National Football League. Did you uh, cut Anthony Ciccolo? I did not cut okay. Anthony Ciccolo, no. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't cut him either, but only because eh. they got nobody else. Yeah, ex- exactly. Uh Dale, Daniel McCullers started yesterday. I he, he's playing better than we've seen him play. He's putting the the center in the lap of the quarterback and and then it's like the scene from the blind side where uh, Michael Orr runs the dude over and throws him over the fence and doesn't really know what to do. He's just going to be bigger and stronger than the guy. But, I mean, if he does that enough, that's going to keep him on the roster, right? Yeah, uh, and, uh, you know, I was told that uh, they're looking at him not necessarily because they, they're upset with, with Javon Hargrave. They want to give him an opportunity to play with the ones and see what he looks like. And I, I think that he's looked okay. He's certainly mm-hmm. been better than what we've seen in the past, and I just wonder, you know, having a, a new position coach in there, and Carl Dunbar, um, you know, maybe he's a little bit more of the uh, horse whisperer type of guy uh, or defensive line whisperer. He's not screaming and yelling at him like uh, John Mitchell used to. Mitch was more of a uh, drill sergeant type, and, you know, break him down and build him back up, and some guys don't don't handle that well. So, you know, I wonder if that's the way McCullers is, and, and uh uh, he seems to be uh, playing a lot better than, than he has in the past, but I still think 
Javon Hargraves their starter. Um, but, you know, if they can get five to ten plays out of, uh, out of Big Dan that look like that, um, okay, now you got something. I mean, we're talking about a guy, Adam, who going into the playoff game last year in Jacksonville, a game in which you know that Stefan Tuit is playing banged up, uh, basically with, with, without a healthy arm on either side. Uh, and you know, Hargrave is dealing with a back injury. And we then find out after the season that LT Walton needs shoulder surgery immediately after the year. And McCullers was not active for that playoff game. And they only have six linemen. Tells <laughs> I mean, you what they thought. And it's, and it's Jacksonville. You know, they're going to run the football and McCullers still couldn't get a hat that day. Um, I think he's taken a positive step forward. Dale, last thing for you. Vance McDonald, should I start worrying about that yet? No, you know, I talked to him uh, last week, and they're just being careful with him. Um, this is this is more of a pain issue right now. And let's be honest, this, the fields at St. Vincent College, uh, you and I saw St. Louis Golden's career basically ended out there right yeah. in front of us. He stepped in a little divot, and that was the end of it. Um, that field was pretty beaten up by the end of training camp. In fact, all the fields out there were pretty beaten up at the end of training camp because there had been so much rain. So I think they were kind of, you know, taking it easy on Vance McDonald, allowing it's, – it's not a serious injury with him. It's just something that, you know, if, if, if he doesn't get the rest on, it can linger into the season. So you let it, you let it heal, um, no pun intended, because it is in his heel. And, you know, he's going to be ready for the regular season. He feels like uh, – you know, he's still getting good reps out there mentally. He's a veteran. It's not like it's not like there's not a lot of other veterans missing stuff out there. But they're able to sit and watch and learn um, the offense and the things that they need to know just by being able to be on the sideline and, and watch all this stuff go on. Dale, the energy, it, it ticked up by the end. I think you warmed up to the task, my friend. Well, I didn't want to start screaming and yelling here on the phone. I'm in the middle of an airport, so I might get a, you know, never, never know. Start talking about throwing a bomb. Um, I could get in trouble. Dale! Gee! Oh my god! Don't say bomb! Don't say bomb! Bomb! Don't say that! How big is the the Green Bay Airport anyhow? It can't possibly be that big. Eh, It's about the same size as Greensburg. Okay, very good. I'm sorry, Latrobe Latrobe, uh, Airport. Okay, well, be careful. Except there's there's no denunzios here. No, no denunzios and uh, no wacky sports writers down the road at Sharky's getting just hammered drunk. None of that, no. Thanks again for the time, man. I will see you Sunday for Family Fest. Sounds good, Adam. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye. That's Dale Lolly, DKPittsburghSports.com, and the Steelers Radio Network, Steelers Nation Radio. Yeah, he's throwing up that bomb. I mean, I guess I guess I understand where he's coming from, but did he ever say that in the segment anyhow? Dale, what are you doing to yourself? You're getting in trouble. Dale's probably in handcuffs right now. They're, they're wanding his junk. Yeah, all I'm worried about now is he's going to end up on a no-fly list, and we're going to have to figure out a replacement for him on Steelers Radio Network. That's what I'm worried about. I'm ready to simulcast, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, you're in, man. I'll be the replacement. <laughs> Got this tweet from Brian Hopkins, and Dale... We'll get to the tweet in a second. Dale is very... regimented, maybe, in the way that he thinks about the Steelers, or very matter-of-fact... He looks at it differently than I'm going to look at it because he's around it every day and he hears what they say. And when he thinks about the game planning and stuff, he makes a good point. At the same time, I don't like to hear Terrell Edmonds is going to have problems with Jimmy Graham because everyone's going to have problems with Jimmy Graham. Sean Davis was brought in to stop tight ends. He didn't do it to Rob Gronkowski. 
Some teams have. Some teams have shut down Jimmy Graham. I'd like to see if this guy can do it, and yesterday he couldn't. So we'll disagree on a little bit of that stuff. Brian tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Bro, pump the brakes on Bowman stuff. The Raiders signed him and it wasn't good. Ever wonder why he isn't on a team? If he could help a team, do you really think he would be on the couch? You can't judge Steelers D when half the stars are on the sideline. I'm judging the inside linebackers mostly, and they weren't on the sideline. Uh, They should have been because they're not very good. And Navarro Bowman, while he is on the proverbial sideline right now, is on the sideline probably because he wants more money and because he doesn't want to be at training camp. And why do we always do this? Oh, he's not going to be Jack Lambert. You're not going to bring in this great football player. First of all, he's 30, so he's not completely over the hill. Second of all, you don't need Jack Lambert. You need better than John Bostic and Tyler Matikiewicz. That's it. You need depth. You need to add a guy who's going to be better than the guys that they have. That's it. That's the bare minimum. And if you can bring that guy in, why are you so against it? Are you one of them Tyler Matikiewicz lovers? Oh, we got a white linebacker in the middle. Who cares? Get the better player. You don't need Jack Lambert. You need better. I think he's better. Matt Williamson and I were talking about this on the postgame show last night. Bowman, within three days of being at Raiders, the Raiders facility, was wearing the green dot on the helm, which means he's communicating to the defense. And communication... Kind of a big problem for the Steelers. Coming up next, something the Steelers are doing right and the Patriots are doing wrong. Yeah, it's a Crowley show. The Adam Crowley show. Uh, we got to earn tomorrow. That's French. <laughs> That's yeah. your French. Yes. We and me, 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 woo, poo, poo. I agree. That was excellent. So good. I could do right quick, Gudis. The Flyers going to win. We are going to earn tomorrow. Adam Crowley. It's not even funny. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Well, I didn't want to start screaming and yelling here on the phone. I'm in the middle of an airport, so I might get a, you know, never never know. Start talking about throwing a bomb. Um, I could get in trouble. Dale, gee, oh my God. <laughs> don't get, say bomb. Don't say bomb. You said bomb. I said it's not like I have a bomb. You said bomb on an airplane. What's wrong with saying bomb on an airplane? You can't say bomb on an airplane. Bomb, 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 bomb. You gonna arrest me? That all worked out. It's Jack Del Rio's 75th birthday. Jack Del Rio? Did I just pull a Jack Del Rio? What did I mean to say? The name's Jack in the movie. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Why did I call him Jack Del Rio? And then why couldn't I remember his name? I'm so tired. It's kind of close. They both have the duh in the middle. They Jack do. Jack Del Rio. Jack Robert Del Rio. Rio. Jack Del Rio's family's not even talking about Jack Del Rio right now. <laughs> and yet here we are on the Crowley Show dropping some Jack Del Rio. I've been off this week. I'm tired. Long night doing the post game. Braden tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. I was thinking today about what's been off this week. I think it's because intern Jerome isn't around. Still trying to get used to it. Yeah, I miss him too. Vance McDonald, by the way, is day two day. TJ Watt is day two day. Sean Davis is day two day. Hey, baseball wise, Jordy Mercer is day two day. Now we're back. <laughs> Where I? What the f for the Patriots doing? Did you guys see this? Tom Brady played the entire flipping first half yesterday. 
Mike Tomlin's an idiot. Oh, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, Mike Tomlin's a moron. Oh. If Ben Roethlisberger played five quarters of preseason football, that is so flippin' idiotic. And to do it with Brady, I'm sure Brady's lobbied for it. Brady's probably like, yo, man, TB12. He tells me I got to be active. I got to put my mind in the stadium, yo. Got to be pliable. Got to be pliable. And how am I supposed to visualize the pliabilization if I'm not in the stadium playing football, brah? But if I'm Belichick, I'm smacking him in the face and saying, man, we just lost the Super Bowl. We didn't win it. We lost it. We kind of need you this year. Kind of important to have you around. We don't need you to get hurt against the Eagles, of all teams, in the preseason. You don't think the Eagles like to take a little shot at Tom Brady because Brady didn't give Nick Foles a pat on the buttocks after the game last year? How stupid was that controversy? Oh, Tom Brady didn't congratulate us. It doesn't count as much. Yes, it does eat me. So you don't think the Eagles are going to take a little extra shove at Tom Brady? I think it's dumb. And if the Steelers did it, if the Steelers played Marquise Pouncey in more than one game, if the Steelers played Antonio Brown in more than one game, if the Steelers played Ben Roethlisberger in more than one game, I think all y'all here in Pittsburgh would have a conniption. And rightly so. If I were a New England Patriots fan today, even though you have to kiss the ground that Bill Belichick walks on, you have to bow down at the altar, I would say it's dumb. It's dumb. They're going to win the division by four games at the very least. Do you need to be sharp right from the get-go? Play him in the third one, that's fine. But to play him more than that, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. I would not. Coming up in 10 minutes here on the show, the helmet rule sucks, and I hope to God they don't officiate it like they have in the preseason. Before we get to that, though, James Washington, he's got it. He's got strong hands. He's 5'11", got a weird-ass body. He looks like a college running back. Doesn't even look like a pro running back. And yet, here he is, good enough to probably be a starting wide receiver. I consider top three receiver starters in today's day and age in the National Football League. Good enough to be that when he doesn't look like one. And it's because he goes up and takes the football away from guys who think they have more of a claim to it. It's really cool to watch. I said in the first segment, preseason football is not interesting. Nothing about preseason football interests me. That does. Watching a freak like that go up over a bigger dude than him, who's in better position to get the football, that's unique. You don't see that all the time. If Martavis Bryant had that skill, if Martavis Bryant could snatch the ball the way that he can, if you combine their two skill sets, or you gave his skill set to Martavis Bryant, Martavis Bryant's the best damn receiver of all time. He's running by you. He's stealing the ball off your helmet. He's Randy Moss. But some of these catches, all three of these catches that we've seen that have been huge for James Washington in the preseason, I have zero confidence that Martavis Bryant gets that football. I was a big Martavis fan. I think he is like Randy Moss light. Light, 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 light. He's more talented Than James Washington. 
But James got that killer instinct. He's got them strong hands. I like what he's going to add to the offense. I said coming into camp, that's one thing I was absolutely looking for. Can he be a deep threat, a viable deep threat, a legit deep threat? Because Antonio Brown is and he isn't. He's not a burner. He's a great route runner. He can beat you deep down the field, but that's not his game. Juju Smith-Schuster, he, yeah, took 197 yards to the house, but he split the double safeties on the back end, the cover two. It's not really his game either, that touchdown in Detroit. So you needed that guy. And I thought, I don't know about James. He doesn't profile as your typical deep guy in the NFL. He's not a burner. He's a 4'5", 440 dude. He's 5'11". But I was wrong. I guess I wasn't wrong. I didn't say he wasn't going to turn into that guy. I said I had my doubts. I guess I was wrong to have the doubts. There we go. I've compromised with myself. Brian Hopkins tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. For the record, this is the same guy who was tweeting me before about the linebackers. I'm not a Dirty Red fan. Anybody who calls Tyler Matikavich Dirty Red is a member of his fan club. He is a card-carrying member of the fan club if he calls him Dirty Red. He's not good enough to deserve a nickname. So, yes, that is correct. No, that's like calling Lima Sweet Lima Bean or something. Let's Can we just... I want to go back. <laughs> I want to go back. You want a mulligan? I want to go back. I'm not a Dirty Red fan. I just have his underpants. I would cut his ass, too, he said. I don't think Steelers should waste another minute on him, hoping they can find somebody other than him or Bowman. What do you got against Bowman? Again, you just got to be better than what you got right now. And I do understand wanting a player who's been in camp who you think might be in better football shape. That That's fine. But if the Steelers go out and get Navarro Bowman, I'm pretty sure you won't be disappointed. We'll call him Bowtie or something. That'll be your nickname for him. What did I call Limus? Lima Bean? Lima Bean. Yeah. It's pretty bad, huh, boys? No, man. It was great. What day is it? <laughs> it's Friday. Is it is it Friday? It's a yeah. Friday. You know, you know what that, that means? means. Mm-hmm. You know. I do. Do you know, Tom? I know. I know too. It's a free movie Friday and Adam Tickets. Yeah. The best app to book your movie tickets wants you to hook up to see crazy rich Asians in theaters today. <laughs> Don't miss this heartwarming, hilarious, and romantic comedy based on the beloved best-selling novel. Text BURGER to A-T-O-M-1. That's BURGER to 28661 for your chance to win. Standard data and text message rates do apply. What movie is that again? Uh, It's Crazy Rich Asians, the story of Heinz Ward. I like the sequel. What's the sequel? It's about Tiger Woods. Coming up next, the helmet rule sucks. The helmet rule sucks. It's the Crowley Show.